once again into the soccer OG. Hey, that's me, Max Bretos. This is episode 140. As always, a reminder mm -hmm. to rate, review, download, subscribe, and tell a friend of our little pod. Once again, 102 countries and counting. The soccer OG has been heard in all those places. A uh, Always a warm hello to our good friends in India. We're making a connection there. We know that that marketplace has an appetite for soccer. And we it's like untouched for the most part. So India, I'm thinking about you. I want to get out there and hopefully we can uh, we can grow together. Quite a week certainly here in the United States with the release of Major League Soccer. Uh, this pod was going to be a little different. I had to pivot because weather on the West Coast has caused havoc to the schedule. I along with Brian Dunseth, scheduled to go to Portland on Saturday to cover the game against Sporting Kansas City. That was postponed till Monday, so I'm recording this right before I jump on an airplane, and we're going to go up there, and we'll give you all the sights and sounds of an opening night in uh, Major League Soccer. That's exciting, right? That's different. That's the reason to stick around and listen to what we got to say, and maybe we'll have a special guest or two as well along the way that we can say hello to. I was maybe get Joey Timber. Timber Joey, sorry. Timber Joey, not Joey Timber. Joey Timber is someone else. Timber Joey. We'll get to say hello to him. Uh, we uh, will also talk about a few other things, but I'm kind of, I can't schedule it too much because I got to see how it unfurls. I'm trying to get this out early in the week. And we'll be back with guests in the more traditional route next week. So get comfortable. Listen to The Soccer OG. We'll be right back. I'm going to get into all the details for MLS Season Pass and Apple TV. Uh, hope you took some time on Saturday to enjoy everything that they are unfurling. Um, I'm now an employee for MLS again, and uh, I am thrilled to be part of this team. Uh, I mean, and we'll discuss, you know, what stood out. I'm not going to poo-poo anything because I, I just want to tell everyone that this is a huge undertaking that they are doing. And there's going to be some... There's going to be some mistakes, right? There's going to be, you'll see a graphic out of place or a score bug is wrong or a bad edit here. It's 14 games a day and they're just getting started. So you can't look at it that way. You got to look at it conceptually and say, all right, what are they trying to do here? And when you look at that, you'll see that this is something very special. I am antsy. I am excited. I'm nervous to get back in there on the road and call games, which I haven't done for a while. I mean, I was kind of like a, a desk jockey at, at ESPN with SportsCenter and then coming back here for LAFC, where we never really traveled for those games. So it's all, it's, we'll get to the details. We'll talk to Brian Dunseth when we get up to Portland, where uh, the weather is still foul. I mean, I gotta, I gotta dress accordingly. It's still cold and snowing. I didn't know this, but apparently it doesn't snow in Portland. Pretty surprising, you know, I, I figured they're right above California, where you got the Sierra Nevadas and Somehow it doesn't snow there. I just, I, I, see, you just don't assume anything. So I'm sure it's going to be pretty majestic when we see all the visions there. So I'm looking forward to that if we can get in there because uh, uh, weather can certainly cause havoc in most places. But apparently Portland's one of those too, although they get a lot of rain. There will be that as well. And the Galaxy LAFC game also postponed until July. Uh, if you've ever been to the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl. Uh, 
It is treacherous on a good day. I mean, I, I once, I'm not exaggerating, it took me three hours to get to a game, to park and everything. So with all that rain, oh, I mean, just the thought of it. With the po Portland game postponed, I was going to go out to that game, but I was thinking about the commute in the rain. I was like, oh, man, better give yourself an extra couple hours. So, so we'll get to all of that. But I want to talk about something, what might be becoming the biggest football soccer story anywhere in 2023. I don't want to take anything away from Napoli and maybe what happens in the Bundesliga if there's a race. But because of the name, because of the brand, what's happening at Manchester United has, I've identified as the story of the hour. And it's really about Eric Ten Hag. And it's a question of how much credit do you give him? And we, we know it's a manager league in England. They're the big stars in many ways. Klopp and Pep uh, and you know, even when Thomas Tuchel was there, it's like we, uh, Mikel Arteta, these are the guys that you gravitate towards as much as many of the star players. And I'm wondering how much credit we give to Eric Ten Hag. And I'm thinking it's somewhere in the 70 to 80 percentile. And I'm dead serious. This guy has hit every button. So they won the Carabao Cup Sunday at Wembley. First trophy since 2017. And I know you're going, wait, what? that wasn't that long ago. Well, for Manchester United, that's a long time. But it felt like it was going to be even longer. It felt, and I'm going to tell you this, they're going to win something else this season. They're going to win something else. They're in the Europa League. Remember, this has been a great week. They incredible effort in the second half to knock out Barcelona. And then to get the Carabao Cup. Um, so they're in the Europa League round of 16. They're eight points back in the Premier League. And I know that seems like a lot, but the way they're playing, I mean, if I was Arsenal and certainly Man City, I'd be concerned. I think it's a three-team race still. And now they play the same amount of games as Arsenal. So uh, I think 14 games to go, 14. Plenty of time for uh, Manchester United to catch the leader. So I want to look at closer to Eric Ten Hag because there are several things here that stick out to show how critical he has been. And we knew when he came in, he, he was one of these, he seems like a really pleasant guy. And the players play for him. But when he arrived, he said, it's my way or the highway. No hijinks. No, nothing. I ain't dealing with it. And it, we go back to that Pierce Morgan interview with Cristiano Ronaldo right before the World Cup, where he aired out his displeasure of Manchester United. Manchester United ended his contract with the club. Clearly a Ten Hag decision. I don't want him here. This isn't about Ronaldo, and it's Manchester United not being successful because Ronaldo left. It's it's not the part of the plan that was in place. And other players were jettisoned too or not featuring. And, you know, Paul Pogba's not around, right? These are guys that kind of were part of this underperforming Manchester United era. But he has found some guys that were there. He's brought in some players and he said, this is my vision, and an incredible vision it is. Ten months in charge, they've won a trophy, and they are on a rocket ship right now. And these are the things that stick out. How he has improved every player. Marcus Rashford, at the top of the list, is probably the, the best player on the planet right now, arguably. He looks like Cristiano Ronaldo out there, as I said it. When he's running from these deep positions, he looks like prime Cristiano Ronaldo running through these, these players and scoring every game. Uh, he's out of contract, by the way, so Manchester United may want to have to resolve that. You know, this Real Madrid 
rumors, but if I was Marcus Rashford, I would stay with Ten Hag. This guy <laughs> is pointing you in the right direction. So I would I would think that partnership maintains. But he's not the only one. You know, Casemiro was the man of the match at Wembley on Sunday. And he has been ridiculed because, you know, it was too old. He's coming over and we overpaid for him. Well, it <laughs> doesn't look like it now. So Casemiro's on board. Fred, Fridge is uh, taking it at another level. Harry Maguire's better. Um, <laughs> everyone that he leans into is, is playing at, a, at an incredible clip. He is making every player improve. The other thing that I think you've got to talk about, Ten Hag, is the adjustments that he constantly makes are always the right ones. He is such a dangerous guy at halftime. Because if he has to change it or if he has to talk to his team, he sees the game in a different way. I saw an article on The Guardian. I was in the middle of reading it. And he's, and it, the headline was, finally Manchester United have an adult in charge. <laughs> it's it's kind of, this guy is, he's just got it. He's Sir Alex Ferguson in many ways, who just noticed this, who got players to play at a high level, who made adjustments on the fly, wasn't afraid, didn't run away from them. If you look at the adjustments that have been made at halftime and during the game, they're all spot on. So Ten Hag, bang, bang. And then the third part, which is my favorite. Uh, this is a dastardly bunch at United, right? This is a team that uh, they're not a lot of likable guys. You know, there's guys, if you're if I was an opponent, I'd want to get in a fight with them. <laughs> Bruno Fernandez, Anthony, um... Maybe the wor- uh, maybe the guy who's going to be the worst of the bunch, Garnacho. You know, he is such he is such a rascal. But these are guys that you want on your team. You know, uh, these are guys that uh, get under people's skins and help you win. Alejandro Garnacho. I mean, he is. <laughs> you see him, you want to ah. But that attitude, Anthony's a pain in the rear. Bruno Fernandes complains about it. He's a pain. But you need that. Every team needs an edge. Manchester United has edge after edge after edge. And, I mean, this is a hand-picked squad. And I lo- I just love it. I mean, that's the team that I mean, they love playing for. Him. You know, think about the guys that uh, he brought. Oh, Lisandro Martinez. No one likes that guy. He's a pain. But he's got an edge. And he was brought in, and Anthony from, uh, remember, it was all about his height. Uh, no one's talking about how short he is now. Those four players, they are just steely. And now they're other teams' opponents. And Ten Hag knows that. These guys would just do any, die for Manchester United playing there. Man, they, are, they have got it. Manchester United has that rocket ship on the back, and it's going to keep going. So this is the story you want to see it. I've never, I mean, when you're talking about a coach, I, I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, which I usually am, and it's 10 months, but you just see things. And I start running out of digits on my hands when I start counting about what Eric Ten Hag has done to change that. Manchester United, let the, let the bon temp roule. You are on your way, man. So... Didn't want to take my hat off to the Newcastle fans, but it wasn't about Newcastle. You know, we saw them in, in 60 years and go to my Instagram, Embretos, and there's a clip of a Newcastle fan who's overcome with emotion before the game. It's very touching, but it's not about Newcastle. And they're going to have their day too. 
But Manchester United becoming a super club again, and it's one man's vision that has made it possible. Okay, let's go to MLS season pass. We'll get more thoughts when I'm in Portland, but uh, I was so excited to turn it on. I didn't know what it was gonna gonna look like. And I I put the bar a little bit low because I knew there was gonna be some speed bumps. And I also wanna say all the players of the league, what an amazing thing they did. It felt like it was an opening night of a Broadway show and they all knew they had to put in a great first performance and they did. You know, Tiago Almada, a goal in the 93rd to tie it, 99th to win it. Um, Several little clips, which is the, you know, the life force of building a league because those get around and, you know, that kind of draws eyeballs. So I saw that in so many games, so many compelling games. You know, Real Salt Lake leaving it late to win it. And that was the final game. And this is with two games that were taken off, two really good games taken off the slate. Uh, The MLS 360 show just popped off the screen. The 1080 quality of the games, the visuals popped off the screen. Uh, It was beautiful. And... You know the guys in the studio. They'll they'll they're gonna they're gonna find their there's their first show together. And they'll they'll find their legs and their comfort. They they gotta pace themselves because it's a long day. Um, uh, but Liam McHugh is is great because people know who he is because he's had some high profile jobs. You need someone like that in that seat. You need it. He kind of stays out of the way and lets them talk soccer. And I thought it was great that Taylor Twelman came in and joined him. Uh, Bradley who I'm going to get on this pod, and hopefully Sasha in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Kalen's been on the pod. Um, they've, uh, they're they're going to find their, their pacing, and then they're going to have special guests there. That show's going to be great, and they're going to figure out, they'll find out what the right balance is of games and analysis. It's, it's wonderful. It's seen there. I didn't even see the Spanish side, but man, the Spanish side, the announcers they have there are heavy hitters. Pablo Ramirez, uh, Sammy Sadovnik. I mean, these are the, the top talents on Spanish language. So I'm going to have to stop and watch uh, them call the games here in the next week, which we have with all these weeks. We have so many games coming through. It's it's remarkable. The uh, the games themselves, the stadiums. I mean, the first game was in Nashville. It was packed. I mean, not everywhere was packed, but there was opening days where you'd go and see swabs of empty seats all the time people were into it and the so many soccer specific stadiums everywhere so you went from one cathedral to another you're like wow there we go and here it's they are that belongs to the league intellectual property of the league and it's it was a first a great first effort i was surprised how good I, how much i was impressed i was surprised i thought it'd be good i thought it'd be some some things where you go Ooh, i didn't have those moments this was very well thought out. Uh, so hats off to everyone in Major League Soccer. Now, are they going to get people to tune in? Uh, it's going to be hard because, you know, they'll get the, the 18 to 34 demographic that streams will be there. Now, the the older demographic, because look, it, the NFL, when they started streaming on Amazon, it was like the numbers dropped 50, 60 percent. So people like to watch it on TV. They don't stream. But you have to be patient because streaming will become get a bigger piece of the pie as we move along. And it, it's that part is going to lag a little bit. I think the international audience, because of this incredible Spanish talent, are going to get into it because of the amount of players from Mexico and Central America and Latin America participating. And certainly in Europe and stuff, they'll get some bops, uh, rises in fans in these places. 
and it was uh i'm just i'm so excited for it. we we check it out if again if you're a t-mobile subscriber you get it for free for a year and we'll go from there all right We'll get much more thoughts on it. I'll talk to Brian. We'll get into Portland. We'll get into all of that here on The Soccer OG. Check out The Soccer OG on YouTube under my name, Max Pretos. Rate, review, download, subscribe. We will be back with the business end from Portland. And just like that, we're in Portland. Greetings from Providence Park. Just trying to time this a little better so you can hear the... The chainsaw stylings of Timbers Joey, but he just took a break. But maybe he'll fire it up again. We're here in the uh, press pantry having uh, some food. We're connected here the Spanish broadcast team, which is Francisco Pinto and Adrian Garcia Marquez, me and Brian Dunseth. It's the final game of week one. MLS season pass, getting some rave reviews. But we've got to hear from you. We've got to know what you think about. But uh, it's great to be in Portland. Portland uh, is a great visit. Uh, you're going to eat well. Obviously, didn't have a lot of time to get all the food in, but uh, I probably won't either after this game. But you have great eating options, easy to walk around. It's cold and snowy and rainy, yes, especially right now here in the final days of February. It's always good to include a, a soccer game if you could do it. And most times when I come to Portland, I'll get a Timbers game. And he does some really interesting things. By the way, you know, I did have a late meal last night, and the bartender there, because I ate at the bar, I was talking footy. We had a conversation about Eric Ten Hag, no less. I know we talked about that earlier. And then talked about MLS. He didn't see any of the season pass, but he's a fan. And then at breakfast, the waiter comes up to me, the server comes up to me and says, yeah, you guys are footy fans, soccer fans. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Arsenal? That was his words. Then he mentioned how much he loves John Strong. Everyone in Portland loves John Strong. And uh, I actually caught up with John Strong a little bit and I can he's a good dude quality quality human being so uh very thoughtful so it's always good to see it I'm here at Providence Park and we're still a couple hours from kicking off but give you a little taste I don't know you can hear it in my voice we'll see if I can catch up with some of these guys and I didn't know this about the stadium but they actually played sports here back in the 19th century at this site not with the stadium as it is obviously it's gone through many refurbishments but in 1893 they were uh, playing sports here so yeah it's a good it's a city where you can talk about soccer how many places can you say about that i mean i've had four interactions with human beings here and half of them have uh, ended with uh, a soccer conversation so that's very good that's a good thing endless season pass um oh gentlemen hello hello how's it going yeah, we're talking MLS season pass. I'm going to put these guys right on the spot, especially Brian Dunseth for now. I'll get the Spanish language guys a little bit later because I've got to promote that so that people stick around. For my MLS season pass. Yes. How excited have you been? Yeah, listen, I think we're this all... This is Brian Dunseth, sorry. Hey, what's up, everybody? Long time no see. Hey, Maxie. Um, I think we're all excited. Uh, the opportunity to be a part of such an ambitious project, the fact that all of us are unapologetically supportive of Major League Soccer, having been a part of it from essentially the beginning, some of us, um, and as players or broadcasters seeing the league grow, to be a part of it, listen, it, it's an honor, um, and I think we're all incredibly excited, especially after what we've seen so far in opening weekend, the chance and the opportunity to, to be a part of one of these broadcasts. Do you think the players... Uh 
felt that opening day, the pressure? Because we all knew we had to kind of deliver this. And these players, it seems like they did. I mean, they came, I know they, they but they know it. Yeah. When you talk to the players, they, they mention this Apple TV deal. The European guys go, yeah, my yeah. families can see it. Yeah. We know it's a big deal. We know we can watch other games. Well, and, and it's not necessarily destination viewing, even though it's destination viewing. You used to used to be at the mercy of whatever the kickoff was on whatever channel. And if you missed it, you missed it. And maybe you caught some highlights. Um, twofold. Yes, the players are excited, but I think it's more of a relief of getting done with preseason and just getting down to business. All they want to do is play. No no player wants to practice. They just want to play. We're talking practice? No, we want to play games. Go, a, um, go AI there? I did go AI. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you were Man, old that's enough. Still, you got that, that still reference. holds up. It's a good reference still point. use that one. Yeah, the kids. Uh, I saw it on TikTok. Um, but I think also it's, yeah, everyone recognizes and understands like the power of what this opportunity looks like. And I and I would assume that every single player that's going to take part in this match tonight, player, staff, whoever, they are acutely aware of what's transpired from the opening game against Nashville, uh, between Nashville, um, and, and what we saw last night up in uh, Seattle. We know it's going to be a slow burn. We are in this echo chamber for mm -hmm. soccer, so we, we, we sing to from the mountaintops about this league. We love the league. Yeah. It's a good product. Yep. I'm not saying that's because I'm affiliate. It's a very good product. It's getting better. We were opening nights or opening days in MLS, and you mm -hmm. You'd hear crickets, and they'd get the first game, and it'd be a, a thousand people at a stadium. And yeah, high, high school football fields uh, on AstroTurf with football lines. Yeah, it was, we. I mean, I'll age myself. I came in the league in 1997, and whether it was Brandeis University, it was Babson College, it was trying to figure out a, a training field, uh, trying to figure out a locker room, getting kicked out of locker rooms because college sports teams were coming in to use the facilities, and we had to get out as soon as possible. Um, to, to playing in cavernous, cavernous football stadiums that really want to know affiliation with the league, to see where the league's gone, and so just imagine, you know, Don Garber sitting at a table of owners and there being three people, to what it is now. Three guys, yeah. Like Antrits had like his hand on four teams. Well, and, and, and it's, it's no longer it's no longer a league that's owned by millionaires. It's it's a league that's brought to us by billionaires, and so. Yeah, listen, where, wherever you fall in line, um, I, I am uh, unapologetically a supporter of the league, having seen it grow firsthand and having lived at a time where my ambition was to always play European football, South American football, play in Liga Mekis in Mexico, watch all that. But then all of a sudden I had a league. I, I mean, I was at Cal State Fullerton when the first game happened um, in, in 1996 and was able to go to the Rose Bowl and watch LA Galaxy against New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. Um, you know, that, that for me... The idea, the ambition, the, the the visual, having heroes in front of me, that that was an inspiration to all of us. And now for my kids at 13, 11, and 5, getting to go to games and going to see LAFC or going to see Real Salt Lake or going to see Columbus Crew, like they, they are consuming this in ways that's not just television, live television. They're consuming it all over the place. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a fun time to be a part of what this project looks like ahead of the World Cup coming in just a few years' time. Yeah, this is part of that cycle. I got a little timber, Joey. I was hoping we could get that to, to yeah. prove that we're actually here. We're here. Because I could actually be in the But is it real? In the Does it have a is chain on it? I don't know if it has a chain. Imagine I did a fake. I there think one, one doesn't have a chain, but that one certainly has it. Oh, he's cutting. He's cutting. Cutting and slicing. There you go. Listen to that. You can smell the wood. Do you need, do you need <sighs> extra insurance for that? <laughs> I would lose a digit without <laughs> question. 
Have you ever handled a chainsaw? Oh, yeah. I live in Utah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm just a sheltered one. My neighbor, he, he gave it. I Beach, man. I went to, well, I was in Connecticut. We had to cut some trees, and I went to my neighbor, and I go, hey, can I borrow your chainsaw? And he gives it to me. He goes, no, no, no. I need you yeah, too. Can I borrow you and your chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> I misspoke. This is going to end really badly yeah. for me, so I just don't want to. I'm wanna, glad you survived. I'm glad I survived, and yeah. I'm glad I didn't say, oh, I He only has this. nine and a half fingers now, for those that are at home I and can't see. I don't want to be a mask. Yeah, here's a chainsaw. Yeah, I'll put it on there. Yeah, no problem. Five more seconds, Max. Why are you giving us four and a half? I mean, if you... Oh, the little beach house. One of my favorite bands playing it. Portland, Accord, good music scene. Yeah. Good music scene. But, uh, yeah, it's not about chainsaws. But this is... It's a unique... Uh, it's a new, unique backdrop for anything. The weather is going to be tough. This game is supposed to be Saturday. But we're, I'm so excited to call the game here. And, uh, you know, I haven't been in this cycle. I was desk jockeying at ESPN and then LAFC. I never really traveled. That's right. Uh, but this is where my happy place. This is what I enjoy doing the most. Well, it's good to have you back. It's good to have uh, you as my partner. I was incredibly excited when we got paired up. And to think that you and I go all the way back to probably January 2007. Uh, when we called a game, and I believe it was the Hong Kong 11 versus David <laughs> Beckham in the LA Galaxy. It was like a 4 a.m. kick. And this is how malicious. You want to be in that Hong Kong 11 this, this, is, this is how malicious Max Bredos was. Oh I said, I said, Maxi, it's my first time with Fox Soccer Channel. What should I wear? I texted you. What should I wear? You said, wear a dress shirt and some slacks and some really nice shoes, and you'll be okay. I did that. Maxi walks in with flip-flops, shorts, and basically a tank top on. And that was our 4 a.m. Uh, call of that Smoking game. cigarettes? Smelling Not like that bourbon? Time. Not okay. that time. All right. Uh, well, you know, you got to earn the flip-flops. Yeah. You got to get a few it, games on your back. I, I was indoctrinated. I, I, you, you bullied me. You bullied, Let's start there. You bullied me. This is how it works, man. It was I like toughened my, you up. It was like my freshman year initiation at Cal State Fullerton. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, except without the alcohol. It was everything was else was, was No alcohol. Yeah. That uh, C- CSUF, man. By the way, did they call it Cal State Fullerton? I hear now they call it Fullerton. Yeah, it's always been Fullerton, but no, yeah. I like I was Cal State. No. Yeah, because you're not you're not you're not a Fullerton guy. So oh, excuse yeah. me. Well, my maths aren't that great. I was pass or fail. So can I tell you my first remote broadcast was that Fullerton? Was it Fullerton? It's a great stadium. Great it was uh, it was an open cup game, I believe. It was the Galaxy, and I want to say the Nashville Metros. Oh, I remember that team. Yeah, that was an I open. Me and Alan Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they, they didn't want to put it in the stadium, so they came out to Fullerton. It's a great stadium. I look good. And Ex- look. Ex- except, except when you have to run the stadium. You have to do stairs for fitness. Yeah. That's puke stairs. But, yeah, great soccer yeah, well, stadium. No altitude. You're good. It's You still gain altitude, Max. You're going up and down the stairs. <laughs> That's where all you right. puke. Well, I, I, I could sit here and tell you how excited I'm about all the MLS product, but this is what I'm – it's about the players, right? We uh, They have the big stars. We're going to see Evander – who was a $10 million transfer for Portland from Danish football. And there are several others there, and we're going to learn about them. There's going to be a lot more in the summer, hopefully a real big one. Well, uh, coming to Miami, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about Evander uh, from Vasco da Gama. He goes Michelin. Between Champions League and Europa League, it was like five goals and 12 assists. I believe last year in Europa League, there was a stat that he had the most assists coming out of the group stage. So. I mean, you yeah. talk about if a 20- you play for that game, that's a club that does it right. So if they're yeah, going to give you the number involved. ten shirt, you're a yeah, you're and, a stud. And, and, to, and to see and to see not only the commitment from him at 24 years of age, but also from the club, I think it's um, it's obviously very beneficial on both sides. And to see, uh, and this is this is where we're trending, right? Younger and younger, dynamic difference makers that can just get fans off of their seats and 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 really excite everybody. And that that's the expectation. And I think for Sporting Kansas City, it's it's you know, very similar expectations without some injured players to start the season. But it's always a grudge match. It's always a battle. And 
you think you go back last year, 7-2 win for Portland at this stadium, and then right when Portland needs a win going to Sporting Kansas City in August, they lose 4-1, and it effectively takes away part of that slide, uh, the chance to make the playoffs. So. It's 14 goals. That's a lot. Yeah. So we want some See, goals your here. math is much better than mine, yeah. but I still think your math is wrong. My memory's not as good as yours. Yeah, so I think it was 13 goals. Nine. counting? 14 goals. Yeah. 4-1. Oh, 4-1 was the game? Yeah. 7-2, yes. 4-1. I'll just say this, but there's other st- <laughs> there's other streams of players coming in here, which is exciting. I'll say uh, I saw a Tom Bogert tweet, and he documented it was like six guys, 18 and younger, yeah. that started and played. Uh, the name is Casey, the DC United guy who scored the game winner. Uh, some, some this is, I mean, that's become a pastime in itself. You know, well, people want to know who is next, well, who's the next great American player that may end up here, who may up, end up in major league uh, in Europe. And and think about you know credit. This is where credit to the financial infrastructure and success from MLS comes from, is that now the owners are recognizing that it's not just a business model, that it's opportunity um, to develop. And there's listen, the, the pay-to-play structure has long been talked about. There's some incredible coaches, incredible clubs throughout the country that have done a phenomenal job of developing players. But and, and the reality is I think we're seeing players that have experienced Major League Soccer as players have now gone into the coaching realms and are helping transmit that same knowledge, intensity, understanding of what it takes to become a pro. And you're seeing more and more opportunities for younger kids at higher levels, way, way, way earlier available uh, with availability than what we had. Um, And so they see see, they see a path. They, they see a path not only to, to Europe, but a path through MLS. And, a path to make some money, and, and, do it playing yeah, soccer. And, and to step on a field. And, and listen, yeah. how many guys, I, I, you know, I can remember when Will Trapp stepped on the field for Columbus, and all he would talk about is, oh, I got Mike Clark's signature, and I used to come, you know, an autograph alley at Cruz Stadium. And you're like, wait a second, how old is this kid? How old am I right now? And now we're seeing more and more kids that are, are born after the league was started. Yeah. I mean, you wrap your head around that league started in 1996. Still a baby, still in diapers. Uh, 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 you know, I wouldn't say a majority, but a lot of these kids are, you know, born 98, 99, 2000, even, you know, way younger. And these are like established veterans. So it just shows you how far we've come, whether you're talking about Academy, MLS Next, Pro, uh, coming to Major League Soccer. It's, it's, it truly is incredible. It's very aligned. And I, I, this league is very young, but we were walking around the stadium earlier and you see the history of this club, which came around in 2011. Uh, so still relatively new as opposed to Major League Soccer. Obviously, the Timbers name goes much further back than that. But you see these moments that you can hang on to and say, oh, yeah, I remember that. But it was a while ago. I mean, it's 12 years ago or 10 years ago, something important. They won an MLS Cup. They've been to two other finals. That all goes into the history of one club and then the others. Uh, and I think the, key, the the story about the next generation is such a good one because um, we, I'm, I'm an old geezer. I, I came at the beginning. You just see the league, as did you. But you know, there were fans. Yeah. And now there is incentive to become a better player with, yeah. through all of this. And they're, they're seizing that. And now everything's aligned with yeah. this next pro, well, the academies. And, and, and think about it. I mean, you go back when, when we were, when the league started, man, we were watching VHS. We were burning VHS. You go to Blockbuster and get classic FA Cup finals. Highlights. I mean, Ben Hooper, his family used to send Manchester United uh, VHS games from Oldham. And that's how I became a Manchester United fan. Okay, so that's how I became an Oldham fan. No, 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 no not Oldham. <laughs> but it, Oldham Athletic. Oldham. We're going to beat United this year. Oldham, that's a yeah. terrible English Oldham, accent, Oldham. I know. But, um, but it just, I mean, you, you, you think about that. Now, the way they're consuming, I go back to my kids. My kids are, are consuming, whether it's FOTMOB, whether it's TikTok, whether it's YouTube, whether it's highlight packages, it's MLS, at the MLS app, now going to Apple TV and that app. I mean, the, the way that they're consuming all of this and trying to mimic all the things that all the players are doing in real time 
um, from training videos to watching the social media uh, of the athlete, the individual athlete, um, it's just a different availability and it's instantaneous. Where for us, we had to search for it. Now you can almost stumble upon it. Yeah. And that was crazy. Apple TV. I was just perusing around and right? boom, game. The, in the three sixty show. The amount of the amount of background stories that I that I was unaware of that we're we're seeing from the different clubs. It's we finally have a place where it's all in one spot, and you could find it, but you had to search for yeah. it. Now people can stumble onto it and have that type of effect. I'm gonna ask the Spanish guys. What do you think about the international aspect? Do you think this league? I think the league will see maybe probably some better returns from an international audience, maybe Latin America, South America, certainly Mexico with that connection with the League's Cup, and hopefully more fans in Europe because for, for the way same we watch the Premier League early in the morning because there's nothing else they can watch it late late at night. Yeah, or or wake up or and, wake up and, and watch it. And, and and see that's the other part. Like we're still destination television culture to an extent, right? Like. I wake up on the weekends depending on what game I want to watch in the Premier League and I'm either waking up at 5:30 Mountain Time or I'm waking up 7:30 Mountain Time or I get to sleep until 9:30. But then I want to that catch good. then I want to catch Bundesliga so I have to go onto the app, right? I have to go to ESPN Plus and try to catch the app. If I want to watch any of the other leagues, if I want to watch Serie A, I got to go to CBS Sports. So, you're constantly jumping to find the platform, but you're still almost at the mercy of watching live and if you miss live, you better hope that, you know, your DVR recorded it. This is different. And so I'm, I'm excited to see, I mean, we don't know. We, everyone can pontificate good, bad, ugly, but I'm, I'm excited to see what the growth looks like because I think over the next 12 months, I think the, the narrative and the conversation, there's already a good general awareness of what Major League Soccer is and can be. But I think you'll have more, you'll have, because of the accessibility, I think more people will be intrigued to do their due diligence, not to yeah. just low-hanging fruit dismiss it because like, oh, it's MLS. Well, if, if for all the, that that audience that wants to engage with the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup, which like World Cup and video games are the entrance yeah. for a lot of soccer, for those people that want to do that, uh, you've got to watch MLS. If you want to be an expert on the U.S. men's national team, you've got to tune in to see these kids because they're playing here. And I hope we move away from that. I think we will. Uh, it's kind of the bad mouth thing just because it's easy. It's, it's low-hanging fruit. It yeah. is low-hanging fruit. But uh, it's, uh, by the way, they're playing some great jams here at Providence Park. Is that Cocteau Twins? I've heard this in ages. <laughs> this is my speed, man. I'm not really loud. Like Tiesto blaring. I like Tiesto, but it's like, I'm, I'm old. I've been watching your left foot. You got a little you got a little. No, beat, that's this sciatica. Rip. Oh, it's the sciatica. My bad. Very similar nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up, your neck hurts. Why? I was sleeping on a pillow. Yeah. Wait, what? I had a bad back, and I'm complaining to Brian. He goes, dude, I broke my back last year. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm sitting my, here going, yeah, yeah man. My, that ended my sore. career, Max. Thanks. It Thanks for bringing it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but it's – and I, it, I, we know that streaming is popular, the, the, the 18 to 34 crowd. You know, people older than that are going to watch TV. Uh, so I think that's a point to be patient. You'll see that growth. I mean, we want to get a young audience. You want you want everyone to watch, but in this kind of situation, you're in with streaming, and you got Apple. Apple's going to help a lot. It, it, again, it will. Um, it's Apple. I mean, the the I've spent more time in Apple in the last 48 hours, outside of watching like Ted Lasso and Acapulco. I love Acapulco. You like Acapulco? Oh, it's such a great show. Um, you know what was good on Apple was uh, Coda, which won the Academy Awards. Oh, yeah. It was really good. Really so enjoyed. so I'm I try to watch Severance. I just I kept getting up for a snack, and then I lost the plot, lost the plot and it was over. Couldn't hang around. I, I'd be interested to see, I, I don't, and I don't know how to quantify this, but I'd be interested to see the amount of time from a, an MLS perspective that's being spent on Apple after this weekend. Because I think there's... Email me those, those, those I'll try data to find points. it. Yeah, I'll try to find those data points. 
<laughs> you, huh? Might uh, be a rude awakening. Uh-oh. Oh, God, <laughs> no one watched. I'll be in the dark corners of the internet oh. trying to figure it out. But, no, I mean, it, it, it is going to be intriguing to see. Um, I know it's easy. You know, you can people can talk up, talk it up, talk it down. But I, I think for all of us to have a space in which this league has sustainability and has opportunity and has profit for the next 10 years uh, ahead of the World Cup coming to the United States, Canada, and Mexico, respectively, um, it's it's much, much different than it was in the late 90s when, you know, I was a part of Miami Fusion and I literally showed up to get my paycheck and they're like, here's your last paycheck. You still have more coming. You just won't be picking it up at this location. <laughs> okay, cool. We're going to do an, uh, we're going to do a draft. What does that mean? We're going to do a draft. And so that that was 2002. Not that long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. We all thought there was like last rights for this league at some point. It's managed to push through. Yeah. Brian, you've been fantastic. Appreciate Brian Dunsett. Well, we, hey, we'll do you want to call, you call, call a game? I do want to call a game. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I, I, I'm a little bit too much on my plate here, but I try to bite off more than I could chew just to stay pretty honest. And we're going to go and maybe talk to some of the players. And, Let's go. All right. Thank you very much. The, the soccer OG on the road in Portland, getting the sights, the sounds. Marty Van Bergie said, the smells. Major League Soccer. We'll be back. We are back here, and I'm in the TV booth area. So, again, we are connected with the Spanish audio. Spanish broadcast team, Adrian Garcia Marquez and Francisco Pinto. And then there's Brian and I. That's how every team is going to be. It's very interesting. And I'm really optimistic about the Spanish side because of the relationship with Liga MX. League's Cup, that's going to be huge. Obviously, you have the CONCACAF Champions League. There's an opportunity to win a lot of fans in Mexico and Latin America, in my opinion. But I'll ask these guys who are broadcasting there. So I'm, I'm walking in their booth now. This is so exciting, isn't it? Pancho Pinto! ¿Cómo está? Todo muy bien. I'm going to bother you a little bit. How's it going? You, you never bother me, my friend. It's going great. It's going great. You can't. But, you brought it with your attire. I just want to paint the picture. You got this very, yes. it's like the cozy, yeah. like yeah. You, you came off the docks. Like you see Brian, I mean, he <laughs> feels like he's like he's going to, you know, for a run here. I, he told me, oh, you look warm. And I told him, yeah, and you look like you live in Salt Lake City because this is nothing for you. It's like this is a, it's warm weather for, for Brian. I so, found out today that we, I found out when we were on our calls that we live six blocks away in Redondo absolutely, Beach. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, the, yeah, there is a, there is a coffee and, and something coming up for sure because we are too close, man. We are really too close not to have that, you know, that interaction, especially now that we are going to be probably, you know, yeah, uh, doing gonna, this. You're, you're going to pick me you up know? and take me to the airport Absolutely, now. and vice versa, 100%. So, yeah, I mean, can't wait, man. I mean, but this is the game that we were supposed to do on Saturday. Now we got here, you and I got here yesterday, and yes. we immediately saw why it wasn't a good idea yeah. to play it on Saturday. So now we're here Monday, and I can't, I can't wait. Uh, me neither. And I was, I was saying to Brian, the, the league, the, the season pass on Saturday still looked good, even though you didn't have this game. And maybe they'll have a Monday night game. It makes, I don't know, I mean, when, when the big Monday night football shows up, uh, everyone get out of the way. Uh, we'll wait for that. I had a question, because look, the Spanish side's amazing, and how they've uh, looked for the best in the business, including you guys, to be part of it. And the possibility of, you know, MLS getting bigger, not only with the Spanish-speaking audience in the United States, but in Mexico and Latin America. There's a lot of players. We were hoping to see Alan Polito. He's here, but he's not. But, you know, players from Mexico, players from Argentina. Uh, there's someone in Brazil. But the idea that it will gain some popularity in those parts of the world because of Apple. Oh, Max, I mean, without a question, I believe that that's one of the biggest 
biggest things that uh, we could see is uh, the exposure that the league is going to have, you know, especially in those parts of the world, you know, and the fact that we are going to be able to broadcast these games for Argentina, for Uruguay, for Brazil, for Colombia, Chile, Peru, you know, Ecuador, you know, all these places that have, you know, Venezuela that have players here in the MLS, you know, and to show them how much this league has grown in only 27 years, you know, because that's one of the things that you always hear about comparisons between the MLS and other leagues in the world, where compare us to other leagues that are, you know, have less than 30 years, you know, of life, basically. Don't compare us to leagues that have 100 plus years of, yeah, you know, we it's, that. A, you know, and, and the growth, the progress that this league has had in such a short time is incredible. Do you, do you, you really don't think that there are players in South America and the MLS, you know, they're, they're getting really good at this, at identifying that talent early on in their careers and bring that talent to the league now much better than before. You know what was said before that, oh, yeah, it's, it's a nice league. They're just starting. I'm going to go there to retire. Yeah. You know, not anymore. You can't. Not anymore. Those days are gone. You have to play. And you have to play at a really good level because this this league has grown so much, you know. And you can see with the kind of the quality of players that you are you are seeing every year get into this league, uh, the quality of life that you get in the USA, the, the cities, the infrastructure, uh, you know, the the uh, you know how good these franchises are run, you know, it's 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 you know it's it's something that I assure you there are a lot of players in South America, in Central America, in Mexico that are looking at this league and say, wow, I wish I could play there. Wow. Uh, it's so true. And these stadiums, too. I mean, it, it took a while before. I mean, it was like MLS was kind of like a, you get a snicker. Like, I don't want to go there. Or maybe I'll go to Mexico was where you would go if you came in this part of the world. Or maybe you smart a smaller European league. I can't imagine why you wouldn't do here, especially with players now making that move. I think it's Jean Duran, uh, who's at Chicago Fire, it was like 20 million. before and after, you know, yeah. when, when, the, when the MLS realized that you had to get these stadiums built, you know, specific soccer stadiums only built for every team, that was a before and after of this league. Once you took the game away from the football stadiums, you know, and, and you know, because 20,000 people is a very good number of, you know, of spectators yeah. in, 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 in Every day, but if you put if you put those twenty thousand in an eighty thousand you know uh, seat stadium, obviously, it doesn't look it doesn't look that good. Once the league understood that, and and listen, I mean you can see, I mean their their seat is waiting. They're in in literally in line to try to get a franchise you know approved by the league so they can have their own MLS team. That the grow is so. Uh, palpable and 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 it's you know it's it's impossible to deny it. You can argue a, a lot of things. You cannot deny that the progress is being made and that the league is so different today from what it was you know years ago. What a great set of answers, Francisco. That was brilliant. Uh, and by the way, I'm pushing for Las Vegas, MLS, and Las, I'm for Las, Las Vegas, Vegas. and San Diego, and San Diego. <laughs> both. There's room for both. They're going to get to 32 teams. I'm looking at Adrian Garcia Marquez, uh, who called the Super Bowl in Espanol and is the voice of the Chargers and does Liga MX. You do, so you know Liga MX. Do you think fans in Mexico are going to be like, I'm going to have an MLS team. I'm going to get into this. Uh, you're already seeing it. I mean, it, it's, it's, you can't help it. But at the same time, I think it helps the rivalries. I think it's going to fortify. We got the Rumble coming up in July. Remember the Outsiders, <laughs> the movie The Outsiders? <laughs> rumble in the Rumble if it's a Rumble without me. It's all Rumble. That's what it is. Greasers. Pony Boy. Pony Boy, Dallas. 
Uh, Dude, you are so good at quoting movies, man. We were, we were walking doing the old Batman with Adam West, and this guy was like an encyclopedia for that show. No, nah, man, it, 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 what it is is that it, when you grow up where I did in, in San Diego, my parents you know, had two, three jobs. So I had to babysit my brothers. I'm the oldest. So we had to entertain ourselves. And there was a, I forget the name of the show. There was one on HBO, but I always kind of felt connected to that guy because he grew up basically raised by TV. With us four in my house, I mean, that was pretty much, and we had three yeah. channels. So a lot of times what we would do, we'd be bored. We'd turn down like, you know, some shopping network type thing that would pop up or whatever, and we'd just voice it over. Or we'd dub over shows in Spanish like Alf or Knight Rider, and we'd bring it down and do our own versions, you know, to entertain Knight ourselves. Right but because of all that stuff that you're exposed to, all that pop culture, and plus, man, you like me, we grew up in the best era of all time. And I, I, I'm sorry, I feel bad for all the kids now. I know you have technology to, to, to talk about, but for us that grew up in the 80s, and in the 90s, I mean, we got the best of all cultures and pop culture in particular. And I think a lot of that stuff is part of us. And you know what? I, I just roll with it, man. It's naturalito. I'm always talking crap anyway, so I just let it go. I just <laughs> go with it. That's good. And we do want San Diego. San Diego's going to get San the Diego. team first. I mean, hermano, San Diego soccer. One for the thumb. And you keep yeah. going. Yes. 16 championships. You can keep going looking at it. Talking indoor game. Yeah. And that's where I was going to go. And I know they're always going to throw that you know, asterisk the way we do with Barry Bonds and his home run record. Throw an asterisk on that thing. Yes, it's indoor. But... It's still the San Diego soccer. It was a big tradition. deal back then. Hermano, Cuellar, Hugo Sanchez. You, let's, let's just start from the beginning, all the great players. I'm, and I, I think San Diego should have had, uh, when, I'm not going to lie, when Real Salt Lake got that team, right? And I thought, wait a minute, man, Real San Diego sounds way better. It does sound better. It sounds way better, but, you know, it, it's. Real Salt Lake makes it sound like the lake is really salty. Yeah, Real Salt Lake, say, Real, Real Salado, you know. It, <laughs> but, Salado, it was yeah, but, but, You know what? The cariño, Pancho Amiga, because that's what we'll do. Like, we'll sometimes just retag a place, because sometimes the names, obviously, we got to name them the way that it's intended, you know, dot com, this stadium, whatever. But we like to, you know, throw certain things. I know I like messing around with it. That's Raimondo River, man. Yeah. Real Salt Lake, Raimondo River. We like to give it, and we're going to go with homages to different players of all time. But, uh, like, we're at Galaxy, Landon yeah. Bridge. But back to San Diego, uh, dude, the Murph Dragon's going to be on fire. You just got to get a team in there. All right. The new dress. It's a Snapdragon. Snapdragon. But it's the Murph. Is the Murph still it's there? It's the Murph. That it was there. That Snapdragon is on top of what used to be the Murph. So the Murph has been. I'm sorry, I don't know this, it's but been, it's been completely demolished and okay. it's gone and it's only part of our hearts and memories. Well, I went to one Super Bowl in my life and it was the Bucks Raiders. Yeah. And I got the. And it was horrible because it was I got the red carpet treatment. So I went to parties and I was hobnobbing nice. with celebrities. And I go, don't get horrible. used to this because this is a one and done. <laughs> it didn't sound horrible, man. <laughs> it didn't sound horrible, but I want to go. I could get used to it. And now yeah. this is, it's over. Monday morning, I'm going to wake up and back to back to reality. Yeah, nah, man. But uh, but Mission Valley, though, back back to that energy right on the border. Imagine we're talking about going back to Leagues Cup, yeah. talking about the rivalries, talking about Liga MX fans. So now you got to make a choice. You're in Tijuana. Do I root for Cholos yeah. or do I jump on the new San Diego team? Yeah. Inter San Diego's right there. You know, I don't know, different names. We were messing around with name possibilities the other day, a couple of colleagues. So, yeah, there's some good ones. We forget about Tijuana. There's a lot of Americans go across. I yeah, went a couple a times and had a blast Dude, in Tijuana. The best. You go to Tijuana, you go to Caliente, you cross the border, you go, you walk 10 minutes, you jump into an Uber, and you're at the Estadio Caliente, you're having tacos right before. It's perfect. Tacos and, and a little tequila afterwards. The yeah, owners yeah. are there and they go, hey, you want some? I go, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, had that. I went. I saw. I went there. I had great food. Saw lucha libre, and was it? Is it Greyhounds? Was that Tijuana? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I saw the Greyhounds in Tijuana. I can't yeah. remember. Was it there? Was yeah, it was the Hipodromo Was right there. In fact, in that area, some of the lore. Rita Hayworth 
made her debut on those grounds back in the day before she was discovered. Her name was Rita Cancino. Wait, Rita we're, was a Mexicana? We're, we're, yes, Mexicana blood, Mexicana Espanola. I did not know that. Yeah, deep thoughts, right? That, so that, so, and she was one that was discovered in that area. That area is sacred. And then Sea Biscuit, the whole history of Sea Biscuit, the whole thing, the horse. Caliente, Papa. So wow. Caliente has a great history. You can feel the energy in that building. And the only thing that you're not going to be able to grow there is the grass, as obviously you've seen. Yeah. At Estado Caliente, the thing runs because of the hot springs underneath the earth. If not, it would be the most perfect, hottest corner on planet Earth, Estado Caliente. Now add in the mix. Go to Mission Same. Valley. Add in a soccer team again. Bring the San Diego soccer back into the fold. Papito, we're on fire. Uh, Commissioner Don Garber saw this. It's, he was, it's, a, it's a done deal. There you go. I heard Adrian Garcia Marquez say it. We're going to San Diego. And we will that Tijuana uh, rivalry to a whole new level. But uh, it's yeah, surfing monkeys, too. <laughs> You're gonna be. This is this is a lot of fun that we're doing this. I, oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I saw you guys. Up, and, man. And, you know, and again, Max. You know, much respect to you, and 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 to so many colleagues, man. But especially guys like yourself. That oh. You guys, hermano. I, I'm Pancho and I. We both know, man. We we don't shine. We don't shine anywhere. We always mess. La onda don't shine shoes. We never do that. But I'm telling you, man. You put in the work, the time, a lot. Yeah. And I think a lot of you deserve the credit because you kept the faith in MLS. I think a lot of us, I go back yeah. to the day when I was covering for, for Telemundo 52 and Channel 22. I do him playing Meteor with Pescadito Ruiz at the Rose Bowl. We've who, come a who's, long way. part of the broadcast way. team. Yeah, yeah Carlos Ruiz but, but we come a long way and, and I know he was mad and I know he probably would hate for me to, to bring this up, but I stopped one on him. Under the three pipes, we we're playing Meteor. We're, we had labs, little lab mics, and we we're just shooting, literally shooting the crap, right? And he was just taking it easy, but I got to one. I was able to save. I wanted to lean, you know. That wasn't. I was an athlete, man. So I was able to defend. You know, I pushed it out. He saw that, and then he really cracked him, man. I could barely just see it, yeah. like a laser. They mess around for yeah, a little bit. They mess bit. around okay. for a minute. I was like, ah, see, it was. It was one of those. Ah, see, orale. And then he cracked one on me, man, and I didn't even see it. So oh. he's great, man. I love pescadito. Yeah, I love it. this whole group on English Spanish is amazing. And I know it's gonna be a brotherhood. You guys, I I appreciate you uh, jumping on here because I know we're all busy. We're about to get the game going, so it's I about know. an hour. It's less than an hour from kick, so we got. There's a lot of love and respect for yes. you, uh, really, for, you, for all of you guys, for all the colleagues. That's what I'm saying. For play, you know, yeah. playing the season, and like Adrian said, you've been. You're one of the reasons why the MLS is where it is today. I can't believe this. It's the Wolves, hermano. Look, I still remember there were times where I was still trying to come up and try to figure out what I was going to do next in the career, but I'd be watching something in the middle of the night, and there was Mike Bretto's report. Hermano. It was the middle of the night. I know. It was the Dole Mañana. Hey, welcome, football from Suecia. I know there's a time where back in the day, I know I don't with Rogo and myself, we used to do like even the. The B voiceovers for La Copa Sudamericana at Fox Deportes, like in the under, you know, like there's the basement and then there's the underworld of the basement at yeah. Fox Deportes. That's where we were doing those games. Sometimes from. you'd see some stuff in that underworld, the basement that you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that, that goes for the book that somebody else wants to write. I ain't doing it. But, hermano. I'll write that it, it, But, but it, I, I guess the moral of the story is I think we all have stories where this has come a long way and, and now look where we're at. I think everybody put in their best efforts as broadcasters wherever we were when we could and, and show MLS love and respect. And look, now it's giving it back to us and, and now it's bigger than ever. And man, we're just getting started. Just getting started. Just getting started. And you know what? I was excited like before. The last, like the last, the last thing, back in 1996, I was a young, young reporter just starting in this very little station, TV station in Modesto, California. Well, Modesto, California is about two hours from San Jose. 
So I was there in one of my first assignments to cover the first game ever for the league. So I saw Winalda's goal yeah. right there. I was in that game. San Jose clash. Yeah, right? San Jose clash against the DC United, you know, and uh, and well, DC ended up winning that title, beating the Galaxy the first the first title. So. Um, yeah, I mean it was. It's, there, it's incredible. There's no guarantee we would it's, get it's, here. I can't it's, believe it. It's, it's I just can't believe that it. we are here and that Apple has got into this venture. Yeah, and when Apple gets into something, you know, I mean, yeah. you know that it's it's a whole different different story. It's yeah. not like Chico's yeah. bail bonds getting into something, <laughs> oh, no. you know. Hey, that, but hey, I do have that Ben Bears jersey. I got the one, two Chico bail bonds. If you want your bail bonds, and by the way, if Chico's bail bonds want to advertise on this podcast, they're welcome to it. I'm a believer in the product. <laughs> You need a bond, ladies and gentlemen. I don't deserve this. You guys are absolutely wonderful. I appreciate you've illuminated this 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 little show of mine, and I uh, I can't thank you enough. No, man. So, any, any all right. Anytime. And the respect is real, man. Yeah, it's uh, real. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. It's no. Yeah, we've been in this business. Because the last time I saw you, like, like this, this year, this, 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 this. That, when 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 COVID, the last time I saw you. When COVID was, when they started to lift some of the restrictions, yeah, and you and I were of the few, the first ones that were already ready to go, ready to travel, and we were in Miami and doing, que era este, we had Libertadores. Yes. We were doing Libertadores. So it's like, isn't it that crazy? Was, it was like 2020, yeah, it was yeah, back yeah, in. Right after, it was April, just right after, like when they first started to lift some of the restrictions, and I know I was like, myself, you, Juan Arango, there were just a, a, the few that were just already active. But I just remember that surreal feeling, man. Is this yeah. where sports are going? Are we ever going to get back to crowds? And yeah. I know this is going to be one of the best. But this whole weekend, you see right. the beauty of the of the growth of the crowds in MLS and, and football. And we've come a long way across planet Earth, hermano, from from when we had doubts during COVID. Now to this, and we're back back to normal now. Better, better, stronger, faster. Listos. Vamos. The one thing I remember about those Libertadores games, because there was no one in the stadium, uh, Coaches were getting red, yellow cards left and right because they go, that son of a damn thing. And the ref would go, what did you say? <laughs> I heard everything. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, well, appreciate you guys. And uh, well, well, we'll get ready. We'll get called the game. Francisco Pinto, Adrian Garcia Marquez. War San Diego soccer. War San Diego. We've got San Diego in there. And uh, I, I look, I could not be happier about how this came out. I didn't know it was going to be... I don't know how it was going to look, but th these incredible human beings have put it over the top. Uh, I'll be right back. Right. Okay. Have a great call. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do I live a... Ch I'm packing my English but You should do. You should see how nice these guys were, Dunseth. You were just getting information. These guys got right in there and said all these nice things about me. It was beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've seen enough. Uh, I want to thank Brian and Adrian and Francisco for joining me on here. I wanted to bring you this, the, the flavor from Portland, and we did it. And uh, the Soccer OG, available where you get all your podcasts. Check out the Soccer OG under YouTube. My name, Max Bretos, and we're going to keep it coming. And I hope you're enjoying it, and you hear these great voices. Check us out. And uh, as I say at the end of every show, as it gets a little loud in here because they're making fun of me, Placido Domingo.